0: Welcome to week number eight. We are talking today about top defenses and top goalies. My name is TJ Branson. I'm sitting down with Zach Vogel. Hey, hey, hey. So I think our top defense Defenseman? Yeah, the top defenseman list, we we're almost identical. We're really
1: close. I'm proud of it. We
0: have one player that differs, and it's your number ten, my number seven. One, uh-huh. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah.
1: Dopey Hamilton number
0: at number 7. Oh. He was a good fantasy defenseman, I think. Then we are going to get into... Top 10 goalies. Then we're going to get into your top 10 fantasy goalies. Okay, so our number 10 defenseman, well, Zach's number 10 defenseman. I'll, I'll start, because that's yeah.
1: because that's where one of the ones we actually differ on. Right. I got Duncan Keith at number 10. Perfect. In 80, in 80 games, he scored 53 points with only doing it with having six goals
0: Hmm. 47
1: assists because, well, he's got Kane and Taze and Panarin. Well, he's not going to have Panarin this year, but we'll see how that all goes. I think he'll fare pretty well. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. He's pretty decent in the peripherals. He's going to help you a little bit out on power play points. Two of those goals out of the six that he had were on the power play.
0: And you know he's going to be on that first power play. Exactly. Exactly.
1: 13 assists on there. He ended up plus 22 for the year. But as far as the other peripherals go, pretty decent as well. 25 and a half minutes time on ice. 183 shots for a defenseman on a team with so much offensive power. Yeah. Like the Blackhawks, 183 shots, super decent. 107 blocks, super decent again. Now the only thing he's not going to help you out on too much is is Pims where he only had 16 last year and 24 hits. He's going to really help you out with some peripherals and not help you out with with others, but that's exactly why I have him as the number 10, because he's going to help you with points, time on ice, shots, plus-minus, all these things. He's doing well, and he's definitely worth having as, as top 10 defense as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, what do you think about Duncan Keith? Um... I mean, I know you left him off your list, but I mean, I'm just... Do you at least have him in your honorable mentions,
0: or...? He came he came very close. Um, I think what I'm going to do versus what other people are going to do in the draft is going to be so much different. I think I wouldn't take Duncan Keith till like, round eight. And I think by round five, somebody's going to bite. So I'm thinking by the time I even think about Duncan Keith, he's already going to be on somebody's team. So I got no problem. But that's whole thing. If
1: if in round eight, I think you're still looking at top ten top ten defensemen, especially because in most leagues, people are going to be shoring up their offense first. Yeah,
0: getting those thuds right away. Yeah, I think as soon as like top three D men are out, like out.
1: As far as I'm concerned, the top three def- defensemen in this league, they're keepers.
0: Yeah. Put in a redraft league, I think they're going to be gone in the first two, three rounds. And then Agreed. After that, everybody's going to be like, ah, well, you know, maybe in round four I'll get a Roman Yossi. Or round three I'll get a Dustin Bufflin or something like that. And then as soon as you get that one stud D-man, everybody's just putting the Nick Lettys and the Ryan McDonough's and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't want Nick Letty. as my second best. No. All right, so my number 10 is P.K. Subban. He played 66 games last year, had a little trouble staying healthy. 10 goals, 30 assists, for 40 points all day. He was a minus 8 down in Nashville, and 44 pims, which is it's not low, but it's certainly not high by any means. Uh, on the power play, he had 16 points, 3 goals, 13 assists, and was shooting a little low, especially for his career. It was There was only one year where he shot lower, and that was in 2012-2013, where he had 126 shots. Last year, he had 142.
1: I mean, I kind of attribute that a little bit to there's so much work getting done on the blue line down in Nashville. Yeah. So Roman Yossi's also taking a lot of shots. Ryan Ellis is also taking a lot of shots. And when he
0: was in Montreal, he was the guy exactly. on the blue line. I mean, exactly. Andre Markov would help here and there, but that's why you see in 2013-14 he was taking 204 shots in 2014-15, he was taking 170, so...
1: They're splitting the load a little bit more, well, not a little bit more, a lot more in Nashville than yeah. he had to deal with in Montreal.
0: So at least he's got a little bit of help, which is a good thing and a bad thing. He's not the stud on a team. He's just one of the studs, which I can I can definitely get behind. Was playing 24-24 minutes on ice down in Nashville. Decent. Had hundred over 100 blocks, 104, and 78 hits. So I like those stats a lot. These are, you know additional reasons to draft him. So, I mean, we would like to see P.K. Subban get back to his healthy self. He played, for two years, he played every single game. And then 2012-13, I think, was the lockout year where he played all 42. So, for four years, from 2011 until 2015, he was playing all but maybe one game. And all of a sudden, he's now this 66 and 68 game player. Who knows? Maybe next year he will play a full season and we can see him you know, get back to a 50, 60-point player, which I would like a lot. Those are the reasons P.K. Subin is my number 10. Um, our number 9 and our number 8 are flip-flopped. So,
1: Fair enough. So what, you have Wierenski at, uh, at 8 then?
0: I do. And Shea Weber at number 9.
1: Well, here. Since I know Wierenski is your boy... He is. You can talk about Wierenski.
0: Okay. So Zach Wierenski, he was one of my waiver-wire steals last year... And it was a damn good steal. Fuck I, right. I'll give you that one. I held you, him. You
1: snatched him up and, and you held on to him, which was him a smart year. idea. And then he got his orbital bone broken.
0: Orbital, thanks to Alex Ovechkin. Wasn't it? Fucking of the guy, and nobody, nobody no, said anything. No, about no, no, it. no, no, no,
1: no. That's not how it happened. Remember, was it when he took the shot? In yeah, case? remember it was a. It was going to be a shot on goal, and, and it, he put his stick out, and wow. it just it like just traveled right up his stick. Under his helmet
0: See I'm remembering when Ovechkin boarded Wierenski And it must have been a shoulder injury And I know Wierenski was out for a little bit
1: the eye, the eye was definitely from blocking a shot And he blocked a shot with his face My man And I remember that Instagram poster That Twitter post that he Or picture that he put out
0: They turned that into a t-shirt Did you see that? And he was all Just fucked up Just his whole up. face of a t-shirt <laughs> He all
1: fucked up dude
0: So he played 78 games last year, had 11 goals, 36 assists, for 47 points all day. Wound up being plus 17 down in Columbus and spent a lot of time out of the penalty box. He only spent 14 minutes in, had 4 goals, and 17 assists on the power play.
1: Yeah, he's not a bruiser, that's for sure.
0: And for a rookie, he had 188 shots and... I mean, there's no way to trend this. I can't go back into his AHL or his minor league stats and say, oh, you know, he's definitely going to get this many shots this year. I just I can't do that. League average for shooting percentage is 9, and he's shooting at 5.9. So whether or not you want to say that he's just being a generous defenseman or maybe his shooting percentage can go up next year, I think Wernenski is going to avoid the sophomore slump and keep this pace going for a long time. We'll see. 41 hits, 90 blocks, pretty standard, run-of-the-mill stats. He's going to help you in those categories, but he's not going to carry your team. Look at him as just kind of a well-rounded defenseman in all areas. And I'm thinking Wierenski can probably confidently get drafted, you know, round eight, round nine, something like that, like we were talking about right around Duncan Keith. The Duncan We Keith can just area.
1: base everything off of Duncan Keith.
0: I would draft him before Duncan Keith. Whether he's
1: better or worse than Duncan Keith, what kind of goals he's getting, it's I just would, something we like to do around here.
0: Personally, I would take Zach Varensky over Duncan Keith. I
1: would definitely take Zach Berensky over Duncan Keith. But that's also why I have him ranked higher than Duncan Keith, Exactly. just like you did. Yep. So I'm not arguing that fact with you by any means. All right, so moving on here. You said we're flip-flopped on, on these two people. Um, I had Zach Berensky at number 9, you had a number 8. you number 9, and my number 8, Shea Weber. Now, there was a whole lot of talk last year on who kind of got the better of the deal, whether between Shea Weber and P.K. Subban, because a blockbuster trade like that...
0: doesn't happen often. It yet, does so.
1: not happen often, especially when it's just straight up player for player. Yeah. It does not happen like that. But it did I mean, I honestly think that Nashville got the better of the deal because they brought in a player that plays their sort of game and it obviously worked out for them. They, they went to the finals. Um, we'll see if this year can push them over the edge. As far as Shea Weber goes, I think it was good for him that he goes to Montreal where they place a game that's much more suited to his style of play so I think it worked out for both teams I think it worked out for both players now we're going to see in the next year or two on where they go from here but as I see it now Nashville still got the better of the deal Subban's a little bit younger than than Shea is so they're definitely going to have a few more years out of him but also when his contract's up does he end up staying at Nashville I think he will Um, but we'll see so as far as Shea Weber's stats go, he played 78 games last year, which is more than PK. Ended up still having more points than PK. 17 goals, 25 assists, and more power play points than PK. 12 goals, 10 power play assists.
0: Those are pretty solid numbers. Yeah, so he got 5 goals at 5-on-5 five five and 15 assists at 5-on-5. Five five. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, he and did. then he got 15 assists. 15 more assists on 5-on-5. Five
0: five. Anytime I see it. A defenseman with more than fifteen goals, I really start to look at him very highly.
1: You you definitely could say that, um, especially if far as far as peripherals go. But it also kind of brings us back to the point that we had made with uh, PK Subban being not the only stud yeah. on the ranch. He's part of a a defensive team,
0: a cog in the wheel. Yeah, and he's exactly. not the wheel.
1: Now, Shea Weber kind of took over for P.K. Subban
0: on those numbers that he had to put up. He really flew out of the gate, too. I think he had, like, 13 points in 10 games or so, like something crazy where everybody was just like, oh, my God, Montreal made such a good deal, this is awesome, and then he kind of went dormant for a real long time.
1: Yeah, I had him for that time that he was dormant. It was It wasn't <laughs> the most fun. But as far as his peripherals go... Shade Webber was plus twenty on a shit ass team, mind you. So, I mean, that's got to tell you something. He had 183 shots, pretty solid. Right at 25 minutes time on ice, 157 blocks, 140 hits. Those are impressive.
0: Those Very are impressive.
1: those are good numbers for for your for like oh, Yahoo yeah. leagues and stuff like that, where you're getting extra points for all these for all these extra peripherals. Shea Weber's a good guy to have. Now he's not gonna really kill it on Pims. That's probably his his worst stat, but I mean still he had 38. And that's not too shabby. He's not gonna really hurt you on Pims, but he's not gonna he's not gonna be a Dustin Bufflin. Right. Let's just say that. But I mean, as far as peripherals go, super solid player, and I wouldn't mind having him on my team again. Especially because think of it this way Even if he's not doing so great,
0: he's still better than most.
1: But also his name is so recognizable.
0: Yeah, you can get some good trade value no matter what. You can
1: get really good trade value out of him just because of who he is. So I mean if you do draft him maybe in the sixth or I was gonna say sixth or seventh round. That would be a really good place to draft him, yeah. Because your, you can get your
0: offense out of the way and mm-hmm. maybe one stud defenseman, and then and then when people and
1: then when other people's teams start getting hurt, start losing defensemen, you can trade your pretty solid defenseman. Yeah, second for, best,
0: and it's still a blue chip. But.
1: Exactly. And maybe you can get a two for one for him. It, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay, so moving on. I'm going to let you go on this one, because I, I, really, I really don't
0: don't care too much for Calgary's defense, as we've yeah, learned.
1: I don't really care too much for Dougie Hamilton. Dougie I mean, Hamilton makes me feel stupid just talking about it.
0: Dougie Hamilton was a stud. He played 81 games, 13 goals, 37 assists for 50 points all day, was a plus 12, and took 64 pims. So far, these are good numbers. These are not bad numbers. Two goals on the power play. 12 assists on the power play, 14 power play points. This is where it starts to get extremely impressive. 222 shots. 222 shots. 68 hits, 94 blocks. I can't find one bad stat here. I mean, you could be pissed off about two power play goals, but nobody's leaning on Dougie Hamilton. Their power play was good enough. Um, You had, like, Backlund out there. You had Johnny Gaudreau, Christopher Stieg. Michael Froleek, Kachuk. All these guys were doing the heavy lifting. And Dougie Hamilton was just a badass on the power play. He's more of a distributor, which is not a problem with me. But he was 50 points. He flew under the radar all year. I know I'm going to be targeting targeting Dougie Hamilton in my draft next year. I don't care if he's stupid or not. Puts the shoes on the wrong feet. I like Dougie.
1: I'm pretty sure his skates are Velcro.
0: Velcro? Okay. Or he's got those mandals. <laughs> Or slip-ons. Those are the easiest. Like, Velcro might even be too hard. Who's your number six? Jameson. Biggin. Gravy.
1: Splash. Alright, so in number six, I have Kevin Shattenkirk. Who do you have number six? Roman Yossi. And <clears throat> so I have a number five. Okay, I'll take it. So, Kevin Shattenkirk... In 80 games played between the Blues and the Caps, pretty decent numbers. Nothing gonna really set him too much apart from anybody else,
0: except for the power play points.
1: I was actually surprised when I saw his power play points.
0: It was over half of his points. Hey, he's he's like the defenseman Braden Shen. No, I thought he had 25 power play points and 55 points all day. That's more than that's right about half. So, I mean, on a side note here, look at Alex Petrangelo, too, because Petrangelo is going to be that number one power play unit guy, and not only is he going to be stepping into a bigger role, but he's a damn good defenseman as it is. He's on my honorable mentions here. That guy, is going to be doing, he's going to be shouldering a lot of the burden down there, quarterbacking with Vladimir Tarasenko, most likely Braden Shen, who is a stud on the power play. Guys like Alexander Steen, Robbie Fabry are going to be just rotating throughout that first-line power play. Petrangelo is going to be solid as fuck. That's why I really like Kevin Shattenkirk is because he was a power play specialist. He had how many points all day?
1: Twenty-seven points all day on the power play, eight goals, nineteen assists.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he is the Atlas for their power play, and I mean in in New York, their power play isn't you know it's not deadly, it's not lethal. And adding Kevin Shattenkirk to your first line power play with the likes it's of Zuccarello, that's for sure, Kreider, those guys are gonna, they're gonna feed off it. It's gonna be perfect, and I'm thinking it's gonna be almost like Shea Weber used to be in Montreal, where it was just, or in Nashville. Just get it back to Shea Weber, let him blast it, and I'm thinking Shattenkirk is gonna keep pace with those 27 power play points.
1: I want to see him get an. I want to see him get his plus minus above zero though. <laughs> Like, he was minus 7 being on two pretty good teams. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, well, he,
1: he... But also...
0: He plays one So zone. the
1: blue. So the Blues weren't bad. But, I mean, the Capitals were scoring tons of points. He should have been above minus 7. That's all I'm trying to get at. As far as time on ice, I think he'll have more time on ice up in New York. He was right at 20 minutes last year. I think that's going to boast up. He ended up only having 161 shots, but that's also because there were so many people taking shots down at the Capitals. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to boost up. 95 blocks, I think that's that's a great number. I like it. Right, I think he'll be right around there. 88 hits, great number. I think he'll be right around there. So, I mean, I honestly think Kevin Chattenkirk going to the Rangers, while it's not good for me because I don't like the Rangers... It's good for the Rangers and it's good for Kat, Kevin Shattenkirk. Kevin <laughs> It's good for Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, absolutely. And especially his extra points that he can get as far as the shots and the the time on ice. And we'll see how his goals and assists go. I think it's because much- that's the. I think I honestly think that that's the only place that maybe his numbers might slip.
0: I was going to say he's going to move laterally. I don't think it's going to hurt, but it's not going to benefit. Because you think
1: he's going to get another 27 points on the power play?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: We'll see. I mean, I have him at number six because I like the
0: guy. If I had to bet. I think he's
1: a good player.
0: What? Well, but had... I
1: am a little worried about well, yeah. those power play points.
0: 56 man. points all day, right?
1: 56 points, 27 on twenty-seven on the okay. power
0: play. Over under, 56 points. I would take the push on that. Like, I would... It would not surprise me in the least bit if he gets almost the exact same numbers next year in New
1: York. I mean, I'm going to have to... Okay, so I'll take the under on that.
0: But not by much?
1: But not by much.
0: So if I set the over-under at 52?
1: You set it at 50, 52, I I feel you on the push.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: is that too far off? No, but I don't know if he's going to have
0: 56 just because... There's no Tarasenko there. There's no Tarasenko.
1: There's no, Tarasenko. There's no Burakovsky and Backstrom. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, there's Grabner. You know what I mean? Jimmy VC. Like <laughs> these are the number. These are the the names that you're going to throw out in front of Kevin Shattenkirk. Hope, yeah,
0: it'll, it'll be like Kreider, Zuccarello, those guys. That I mean, they're good, but they're not to the same caliber. Everybody can agree on that. So for my number, what are we on six? My number six is Roman Yosi.
1: My number five.
0: Hey, just keep keep on doing this. We're doing we're doing pretty good with these
1: defensemen. I mean, we're we're right there with each one of
0: Yosi had forty nine points in seventy two games, twelve goals, thirty seven assists. He was a plus seven and had eighteen <coughs> penalty minutes. Meh. I I almost don't care about penalty minutes because you can pick up somebody else to do that you can pick up some bruiser just for the day yeah Mark Borowacki or how the fuck do you say Borowacki. Borowacki I think that one guy in Ottawa you can pick up that one guy
1: Mark Mathot He's not there no more oh that one guy in Vegas He' not
0: there no more
1: oh that one guy without an extra finger that, okay that's not there alright
0: there we're good All right, he had 7 goals on the power play and 11 assists. That's beyond expectations. Had 217 shots, which I like to see. At a 5.5 shooting percentage, which is one of his career lows. He usually shoots about a 7%. So, you know, maybe you'll see 2% more goals next year if he stays that pace in shots. Um, I just like him because,
1: I mean, I've watched a ton of those games, and he's stepping up on that offense. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, he loves doing it. Oh, yeah. He'll be up at the goddamn goal mouth trying to poke pucks in. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Cleaning I...
0: up all those dirty areas. And he joins the rush, too. Over 25 minutes on ice. Had 119 blocks and 54 Solid. hits. I like those numbers. So, Solid. I mean, the closer we get to number one, the better these numbers are going to get all around. And is no different. I like him for his offense, for his perifs. He, he is a good defenseman. For fantasy. Might not have the Corsi or the Fenwick or the PDO or whatever you guys like to look at. He might not be the best defenseman for the NHL but fantasy, he's a stud. 100%.
1: We said it before and I'll say it again. Who cares? If Roman Yossi is my second best defenseman I'm fine with that. You got If he's my third best defenseman, I am super fucking happy and I'm, I'm ready to hoist my own cup at
0: the end of the year. Number five.
1: Right? That's who I have at number five. Yossi?
0: Yossi. I have Shattenkirk at number five, so
1: Okay, so we can just go right to number four.
0: Okay, which we agree on. Um our four three th- two one is We all identical. agree.
1: Woo!
0: Okay. Hey. Give give us a second. J Mo. Cheers. Cheers to Dustin Bufflin. Woof.
1: okay so Dustin Bufflin
0: boom boom buff BFG. we have a number
1: we have number four he is a peripheral fucking monster
0: he doesn't shy away from offense either
1: no I mean he didn't kill it on points but pretty damn good he did in 80 games 13 goals 39 assists for a total of 52 points as far as power play points, uh, he was alright so he had one goal 13 power play assists that's like his worst stat all altogether it's plus 10 I at least want to see people being plus 10 that are in my top 5 27 and a half minutes time on ice 241 shots that's a lot of friggin shots 124 blocks 183 hits can't be that Dustin Bufflin is going to be one of those guys who is every fucking day getting you these extra points that you need to win your week.
0: Did you see that gif of Dustin Bufflin taking out three guys at once? Yeah. <laughs> he's a monster.
1: Like, seriously, he's a great guy to draft. If he's your number one defenseman, you're looking okay. Okay. If he's your number two defenseman, goddamn, you have a really good team. Especially because he's going to get you all of these extra points. I fell in love with Dustin Bufflin once I started really diving into his stats. It's not that I didn't like him before, but after seeing some of his stats and, and realizing that it's not just this year. It's, it's like every year. This is his career. It's, it's how Dustin Bufflin plays the game. He's damn good to not only have on your fantasy team... But he's good to have on your hockey team. Like I, I got respect for the guy. He's, he's a BFG, and he's gonna win. And he's gonna win you some of these extra points.
0: It's almost as if he's better on the categories than he is on the offense. But still, that's why you got why you're picking forwards.
1: And he's gonna be on that number one power play with all those good offensive Line weapons in Winnipeg. And... I mean, when the Jets came back out a couple of years ago. They were trash They have But they've really they've really come along They've drafted well And they've made some good trades Dustin Bufflin, super solid He's at both of our number fours Number three A guy that uh, I have a feeling Might be on TJ's team this year
0: Yeah, it's almost solidified uh, We have three keepers So my first round pick is going to be Victor Hedman Victor Hammond... I
1: wasn't able to keep just because of...
0: You had too much talent, man. You can't be mad.
1: Sure I can. I can be
0: mad about whatever I please. Well, I didn't want to put four keepers. He played 79 games, had 16 goals, 56 assists for 72 points in 79 games. That's that's good for a forward. He was plus three, 47 pims, played 24 minutes and 30 seconds on ice, averagely. Which I'm going to start saying that word more often.
1: Are we making our own word? Averagely? Averagely? Yeah,
0: averagely. This is going to happen. On the power play, he had four goals and 29 assists, so you know he's really quarterbacking that power play and he's going to get Steven Stamkos next year instead of, I guess it's going to push Pilat off the power play or maybe...
1: I'll take 29 assists out of a defenseman on the five-on-five, let alone it being all on the goddamn power play. That
0: can clean up your end. Woo! Uh... So, I mean, he's getting Stamkos back, and there's there's two ways to look at this. It's, who's a stud? He's a stud, and I think of it this way. Victor Hedman has one more guy to pass the puck to that can finish. And I know the other side of the coin is that's one more guy that can pass it to somebody else, like Kucherov or Johnson or whomever they got on the, the first-line power play over there. But, still, but how
1: many... How many goals do you think you're going to hear of Hedman, past to Kucherov, pass to Stamkos, goal? Hedman, pass to Stamkos, pass to Kucherov, goal.
0: Especially on so that How many play.
1: secondary assists do you think that this guy is going to get just from having all these people on in front of him, not alone having Andres Palat back, not alone having Braden Point breaking out this year? Yep. After a super solid year last year and really coming into his own this year. Sleeper. What, dude, watch out for Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay going at least to the conference final. Just hitting me that I'm going to have Victor Hedman and Kucherov on my team. I didn't even think of that.
1: You're, how'd you get a Kucherov?
0: I traded Patrick Kane for Kucherov to Richie. Oh, what the fuck! I told you this the other day. That's
1: right, you did tell me that. Yeah. It's just hitting me now because you just said.
0: <laughs> I didn't even think of Victor Iman. I just wanted Kucherov. I think Kucherov got upside for forty goals this I'm still year. Still
1: taking Carlson.
0: I know you are, and you're going to have John J going G- blah blah Pajot.
1: I probably am going to draft JGP, and probably
0: am. Carlson and JGP are not going to play on the same line ever. So <laughs> no, I'm not, they're not. I'm not worried about those one-two punches. So I'm going to
1: need Kyle Turris, I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean. Mark Stone, Mike Hoffman. I got them on my list.
1: I don't even want none of them. I want Mike Hoffman. I want Hedman again.
0: Draft him. I'll take Carlson. (laughs) I know you (laughs) will. Take him. Hey, that's all you. So, we've been talking a lot about Carlson right now, and he is our unanimous number two.
1: The only reason he is number two is because, well, we all know who number one's going to be. It's the guy. Doing fucking 320 shots a year uh, Fucking ridiculous, dude
0: How many block shots did Eric Carlson get?
1: Okay, so Eric, Eric Carlson In 77 games Had 71 points Very good, very good numbers 17 goals, 54 assists On the power play He had 4 goals, 23 assists I thought that he should have won the Norris I really thought that he should have won the Norris But he didn't it is what it is. It's in the past. 218 shots. That's
0: great. Like it. I'll take it's it. It's less than Dougie Hamilton.
1: He was plus ten. Twenty eight pims. I'll take it. Also, I don't want I I'd rather have Carlson on the ice than in the penalty box. I don't want him for pims. I want him to be out on the ice as much as possible. On top of the fact that he is out on the ice for almost twenty seven minutes a game gotta be as far as block shots over 200 i kind of don't want him blocking 200 shots but i mean he's gonna really help you out on that on that category i just especially if i'm ottawa
0: he is a fucking monster and that's why brent burns only had 142 that's the biggest reason i think carlson should have got the norris he was only behind you know five points, and had over 60 more block shots. Well, yeah. 59, okay?
1: And played five less games.
0: Fuck. I mean, in five more games, he could have tied him for points.
1: I think it, that that's why I was saying, I, I didn't think that, I really didn't think that they were going to give Brent Burns the Norris. Not that I want to bring up the pass or anything, but, but Jesus Christ, come on. How could you... How could you not give it to Carlson? He just, he had a better year. I mean, if we're doing just straight up the defenseman that scores the most points, then I thought I thought the Norris was supposed to be the best goddamn defenseman, not yeah. the best offensive defenseman. But it is what it is. Okay, moving on. Eric Carlson, great player. I'm drafting him with, with, the, with the first pick this year going to happen. I know you're going to end up with my guy Victor Hedman um, and you're going to be getting some Hedman but right. I'm going to miss him. I'm not going to lie.
0: I think I'm going to miss him.
1: You're I'm going to gonna, gonna send him like sext message sex yeah. messages and I'm going to say this is what you could have had. Remember this and <laughs> yeah it's going gonna... to but okay points. I'm going I'm to move on because I'm going to have Eric Carlson 71 fucking points. It's going to be okay. I'll survive.
0: So Brent Burns. Uh, we don't get to be as excited about Brent Burns as everybody else in the world, I guess, because he's already a keeper in our league. And
1: Well, of course he
0: is. He should be, exactly. Of he, course he's a keeper. He has 76 points. My worst keeper, and that's a little bit of an oxymoron is Leon Dreisidel, who had seventy-seven points. That's one less than Brent or one more than Brent Burns. And Brent Burns had three hundred and twenty shots, which is double Leon Dreisidal shots. That's... Ridiculous. So I mean, ridiculous. Brent Burns is worthy of a keeper. He's worthy of a first round draft pick if you're doing a redraft league. He played all 82 games and that is a trend. He has not missed a game in years. He had 29 goals, led all defensemen in goals, 47 assists for 76 points all day, was a plus 19, had 40 pims, played just about 25 minutes a game, 24-52, had 142 blocks and 69 hits. I think the behemoth that is that man bun wearing Brent Burns can get a lot more hits. He is a large person. He's a BFG, and this guy should be able to get more hits. I know he he was doing, like... There was those two games where he had, like, 12 shots a game. I hated every second of it. Um, Brent Burns... Let me... Okay, so the guy that has Brent Burns... I'm going to vent a little bit here. My child was being born. It was January 24th, it must have been, because my baby was, like, one day old or two days old, and the Sharks were playing the Colorado Avalanche. And I was playing Paul... Who you guys might have met if you listened to our uh, special guest episode. Paul loves Brent Burns with a wildly erect penis. Even though before
1: that. last year he didn't fucking know who he was. Yeah, he
0: got lucky. He got the auto draft because he didn't he show up to the third round. He auto drafted like a dick. He didn't show up to the third round, so he was just handed Brent Burns. And all of a sudden he loves this guy and he's talking shit all the time because Brent Burns is carrying his team. And I think he he also had Patrick Marlowe. He had Logan Couture when the Sharks he picked
1: up every single Sharks player every Sharks for that one night just because they were playing Colorado they were playing
0: Colorado and because that's what
1: he would do it was whoever was playing Colorado I'm going to pick up that entire team
0: which by no means do I have any problem with like I I can't condone that strategy at all it's a good strategy but that was the same night that Patrick Marleau scored four fucking goals it was the same night that Brent Burns had I think he assisted on two of them and Logan Couture maybe saw one or two points, I can't remember it, but turning off the TV, being like, fuck this hockey game, like, just being pissed off, and I I just had a baby, and (laughs) (laughs) like, I should be happy as shit, and my wife's already asleep, and the baby's like, uh, I think I fell asleep with him on the cot there, and all I can think about is how fucking much I hated the Sharks, and I hated Brent Burns, and so, rant over, hashtag, fuck Brent Burns, but... So your
1: son's name isn't Brent Burns
0: Branson? No. The Triple B? No. It's uh Desmond. Is at the pool right now with my wife. Brent Even Burns more. is our number one defenseman and that caps off. I, I feel like that, I think the defense was
1: a good good list.
0: Defense was a good list. I feel like we should have some theme music kind of like an outro to this and just So we're going to move on to goalies. Oh, well, the the people that didn't make the list for top defensemen but were very close are Tori Krug who was just a master of the power play he was a wicked just playmaker he had like a fuck ton of assists last year he finished in our ESPN league he finished like 7th in defenseman points Rasmus Wisterleinen, he played number 1 defenseman on the number 1 power play in the league he was playing alongside Jack Eichel and Jack Eichel we like to think that he's going to have a healthy season next year Risto has the shittiest, one of the shittiest analytics profiles that any defenseman could have. His zone entry sucks. He's not a good defenseman in just in in a NHL in general. In general, in in an NHL point of view, <laughs> he's not the best. He's not even close. But in fantasy, Rasmus Ristolainen was one of the best defensemen to have. <clears throat> threw a bitch ton of shots. He threw like. I don't know. It, it, he, was, he was good. Let's leave it at that. Like I had said before, Alex Petrangelo is going to have a big role for an entire season. Is going to be mastering that power play over in St. Louis, and I really like the way he looks. Um, so we left Chris Letang off of our list for defense because he played, what, 41 games last year? He played less or right about half the season, so... When he is playing, he's an elite defenseman. But I can't even remember the last time Chris Letang played, played full a full season. season. For these reasons, he two
1: thousand thirteen did like not.
0: That. He did not make our list and will not make our list. He, he's probably going to start the season, but I mean, you are going to make it fifteen games in, and all of a sudden he's going to get, you know, the flu, or he's going to get an itchy eyeball. He's going to get a stuffy nose. I mean, he
1: played seventy one two thousand fifteen.
0: Is that <clears> is that his <throat> max? Like, when was the last time he played a full season? 82 in 2010. 2010. 2010 was the last time this guy played a full season. And 71 in 2015. So he played 71 games. Chris Latang is nothing but a gamble. Somebody in your league is going to draft Chris Latang, and I implore you, do not let it be you. Wait for him to get hurt, and then hopefully the guy that had him drops him, and you can pick him up and ride him for you know, those eight games while he's healthy. Chris Latang just couldn't make our list here. And a really quick, I really want to say thanks to everybody that we did research with. We used Hockey Reference, we used ESPN, and just Dauber in general, uh, Left Wing Lock, and Gut Checks on Instagram, at gutcheckfh on Instagram. He has a blog. His opinions are pretty much spot on, and we really like his input, and his lists were a big help for me and for Zach we definitely took those into account when we were building our lists here. So now that we've trucked our way through the defensemen, we're going to move on to goalies, which we differ on a little bit, but I think both of our top tens you guys can pretty much agree on, and since we have a few that are different, you can call it a top 15, whatever you want to do. Now our goalie lists... Um,
1: As we said, they, they differ a little bit.
0: They differ a little bit, but we have like... I know I have Martin Jones on mine, and, and you don't have Martin Jones on yours, so already we have 11 goalies to go over. You have Henrik Lundqvist on yours. I do not, so that's 12 goalies that now we have to go over. Fleury. You have Fleury, which came nowhere close to my list.
1: I like him because he's going <laughs> to see a lot of shots.
0: He's going to see a lot of shots, and he's still Marc-Andre Fleury, so if he's going making point, If you're saves. getting
1: points for your goalie seeing a lot of shots, believe me, Fleury's going to fucking see a lot of shots. Oh, yeah. And he can still get shutouts.
0: If Braden McNabb is on your top pairing, you're going to see a lot of shots.
1: Just saying.
0: So already, that's 13 goalies that you have to mm-hmm. look at. And I think I have Jake Allen, and you do not. So we have 14. Go ahead,
1: Go ahead and start him up.
0: Okay, Jake so Allen's
1: your number 10, right? No,
0: Martin Jones is my number 10. Ah. So Martin Jones, he's the starting goalie for San Jose. Fact. Uh, he played 65 games last year, and he won 35 of them. He lost 23. Six went to overtime. His save percentage was nine twelve, and his goals allowed was two point four. He had two shutouts, which is good because some goalies have zero. And I think with playing in San Jose, being the starting goalie over there, you have an offense that will be able to outshoot their opponents. So I really like Martin Jones as maybe your number one goalie. If 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 your draft pick is later and For us, at least, I know as soon as one person picks a goalie, then everybody's like, oh shit, I guess...
1: The floodgates open. The
0: floodgates open, the levee breaks, and everybody's like, oh fuck, alright, it's time. We're all gonna get our goalies. Whether it's round 10 or whatever, whatever round it starts off in is everybody just kind of picks up a goalie, their starting goalie, in the same round. So if you're later in the draft, Martin Jones could be an option for you. He might pay off, at least in wins. His saves, he made like 1,700 saves last year, So that's not bad, but a guy guy like Martin Jones you can count on. Um, I don't have much to say about goalies because they play a smaller role in everybody's fantasy team unless you're playing categories where sometimes four out of those seven categories are all goalies. So goalies mean a lot when it comes to that. And you'll start seeing in our top three or top five is pretty much the guys that will win you a week in category leagues. Who was your number 10?
1: So number 10, I'm going to put Marc-Andre Fleury there. As I was just saying, I almost—I pretty much have Marc-Andre Fleury there because he got traded to the Golden Knights. Now, he's not going to get you a lot of wins. I understand this.
0: He's going to get you the starts.
1: He's going to get you a ton of starts. He's going to get you a ton of shots. All right. On top of the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury can steal a game. He can always steal a game. He's still Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: And he can blow a game because Mm. he's still Marc-Andre Fleury.
1: I mean, he only had one shutout last year, but two years ago, he had 10. He only played 38 games this year. He's going to play a lot more than that this year. 18 of those were wins. As far as goal against average, he was definitely up from his career average last year. He was at 3. I don't really see that that will get back down to his career goal against at 2.58, but we'll see. I mean, he's still a a Hall of Fame goalie. I mean, I have him at number 10 just because of the fact that he's going to see all of those games played. He's going to see all of those shots. I think he'll do okay. Remember, this is a guy with 691 games played under his belt as an NHL goalie with what he'd do for his career. 375 wins out of that 691. 66 overtimes, 216 losses. It's pretty It's pretty damn good. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. I, I got him at number 10. Like I said, don't don't stretch for him.
0: You know what I mean? No, He could be a late round still. Definitely be a worthwhile backup goalie. He's exactly. Not gonna, he's not going to be a number 1, but he's definitely going to be a number 2.
1: Now, your number 9 I don't have on my list.
0: And I have Jake Allen. I really like his upside. The offense again down in St. Louis is going to carry them and we saw flashes of Jake Allen last year where he was verging on elite. I really think Jake Allen's going to come into his own next year. He played 61 games last year. He started in 60 of them, had 33 wins and 20 losses, and took five to overtime. Save percent average was .915, and his goals allowed was 2.42. He had four shutouts, which is really nice. He actually somehow had an assist in four penalty minutes. So <laughs> he's chipping in for those bariffs. Uh No, but anyway, in all reality... I think Jake Allen's going to be a quality start next year, and I, I really like to take a gamble on him. Like I said, his upside is awesome. He's probably going to be playing about the same amount of games, 60 with Carter Hutton, doing another 20, 21, 22. But I think 33 wins as his floor. You know, from last year, I think 35 is probably where we're going to see him this year. 35 wins and maybe, I don't know, 18 to 20 losses. Jake Allen is a pretty solid number nine. I don't know. I'll be targeting him because I, I know somebody else is gonna take a goalie before me.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. As soon I mean, as those... last last year everybody took their goalies and you and I were both like, okay, well it's only us that still need goalies, so let's get the rest of our team out of the way and then I'll worry about that later.
0: And I still wound up with Matt Murray.
1: <clears throat> so at number nine, I have Tuka rask. Now, we were just talking about shutouts. Tukarask Rask had fucking eight shutouts last year. What?
0: That's a lot of points.
1: That's a lot of points, man. He played 65 games and 37 of those were wins. Now, I'll tell you what. Boston wasn't exactly killing it in the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year. I mean, they turned it on a little bit at the end. But Tuukka Rask was the one keeping them in a lot of these games. He was a little under his career save percentage at nine two three. This past year he had .915. and his goal against average was right on par for his career. Last year he had two point two. So next year I see nothing changing. I think he's still going to play. In the mid-60s, amount of games, he's still going to have that amount of wins, if not a few more. I think that uh, that the Bruins made some pretty good moves, and I think they're going to be better next year. I really do. And I think the Tuca Rask is going to be a big part of that. He's 30 years old. He's a veteran. I mean, he, he knows what needs to be done. He knows how to prepare himself for a season of hockey, and he is the... He's just the quintessential number one goalie up there in Boston. Who are they going to play, Anton I mean, Kudovic? Exactly. Nobody's going to take his spot. There's, I mean, goalies are goalies are kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like teams that have two goalies.
0: Yeah, the one it's A. Almost,
1: it's almost like you got if you got a one A and a one B,
0: you might as well only have one of them because they're always looking over their shoulder. He's not that guy.
1: He's got the sole possession of that number one spot. And he is definitely a goalie to have.
0: So I had Tukorask at number eight. So I'm going to skip on to my number seven, or do you want to cover your number eight real quick?
1: Where do you have Pekorini?
0: I don't have Pekorini. Well,
1: I'm going to go with Pekorini.
0: <clears throat> so 14 different goalies, 15. So at number
1: eight, I have Pecarene. The guy last year who carried Nashville when they were home. Well, through the playoffs. I mean he was a yeah. monster, dude.
0: He would have been the con Smythe had they won.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so for Pekka Renee, he's getting up there. He's thirty-four years old. Which I mean you can definitely see he doesn't move between the pipes as well as he used to.
0: Goalies age more gracefully than anybody else.
1: That's true. But I mean you can kind of see the age in how he moves he's become a little more aggressive because he has to yeah in order to keep up with uh keep up with shots and all that sort of thing but I mean think of it this way this guy was an eighth round pick back in the day
0: Nashville's good at finding those steals
1: and this many years later what 11 years later he is your number one goalie who just took you to the finals? Well done. Come on. So last year he played sixty-one games, thirty-one of those were wins. It's pretty decent. It was right on par last year with his career average—a nine-one-eight save percentage, above average with his goal against average, two-four-two last year. Three shutouts. Come on. I mean, these are solid numbers. You can't, you can't say that they're not. And, I mean, Pekka Rene, uh, I actually had him for a little while last year. He wasn't bad. Okay, so I mean, personally, I'm fine with having Pekka Renee for my number eight goalie. I'm big on the guy. Uh, he really impressed me last year. Nashville really impressed me last year. I found myself kind of rooting against them in the playoffs, but that was only because you were rooting for them and...
0: We're competitive at heart.
1: I really like to root against the teams that you're rooting for and against the players that you're rooting for. So, I mean, I was kind of stuck in my ways, and I had to do that. But as far as Pekka Renee goals, solid goalie. I'm going to keep him number eight.
0: So moving on to number seven, I have John Gibson. I have Matt Murray. Matt Murray, okay. So for John Gibson, he only started 49 games last year, wound up... he. I must, he must have got pulled in for three of them. He played 52 games, 125, lost 16, took nine to overtime. Had a save percentage of 924. Like anything over 920 is like verging on elite. Uh, 2.22 goals allowed average, had six shutouts. So for all these reasons, he can easily be your best goalie. Obviously, being at number seven, there are better goalies to have out there, but John Gibson on Anaheim. Anaheim is just a very competitive team, and they are going to continue to be. They picked up Patrick Eves. Like they, they Jacob Silverberg emerged as a solid forward, and
1: moving forward, he's going to be I, I, a big part of that team too.
0: So that's what you look at when you look at goalies. You you like to look at the offense and whether or not they can put up the numbers to win your goalies' games. So for number five or number six, you have.
1: Well, I'm going to go with my number seven. My number seven, I have one of the ugliest men in the NHL, Matt Murray. I mean, he might be ugly as shit, but the kid can play goalie.
0: And I have him at number four.
1: Which I guess I'm fine with, but I'm going to stick with my list. So Matt Murray, being 23 years old, has won two goddamn Stanley Cups. already. I mean, Two
0: Stanley Cups as a rookie. Living in Philadelphia. This is something I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Doesn't
1: that kind of hurt your feelings? I mean, it, oh, it yeah. hurts my feelings. Oh, yeah. Okay, so in the 49 games that he played last year, he won 32 of them.
0: Not to mention it hurts my feelings, but I'm 27 and I have zero Stanley Cups. This guy's 22, 23, and has two Stanley Cups. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Making grilled cheese.
1: I like grilled cheeses, I like eating them. It's kind of hard to go with his career stats compared to last year because, I mean, the guy's only two years into his career, which is kind of why I have him at number seven. But, I mean, remember, he does have Sidney Crosby in front of him. He has all that firepower in front of him.
0: Wicked offense.
1: His save percentage last year was 9.23, career of 9.25. Okay, right there. Goal against last year, 2.41. Career, 2.32 pretty much all on par. As far as shutouts, he had four shutouts last year. Pretty damn solid.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a reason I have him so much higher is because flurry has gone. If it He's were me... be
1: playing a bigger role.
0: If, if it were me, I'm trying to start anti- Niemi as few games as possible just because... I mean, you can fill in your own blanks here. anti Niemi is not a good goalie anymore since he left Chicago. Murray is going to be a 60-game player. He's Gonna be so he got forty. What forty? How many? Forty. How many starts? Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Thirty-two wins. So he's gonna be playing another ten games on top of that. So if he's winning
1: two thirds of his games, that's another three wins. You put him at another twenty games. He's gonna have another fifteen wins. He's gonna have forty-seven wins. Just if just if we're doing the the remedial math on that one, I mean that's really good. Okay, so for all these reasons, I have Matt Murray at number 7. I know you had him a little higher, but there are some other goalies that I that I like a little more because they're veterans, they know what needs to be done. Not that they're exactly on better teams, but for some of the reasons of how many games they play, which we're going to be getting there.
0: Number 6, I have Devin Dubnik. You have him ranked at number 4. And I have... Devin Dubinick ranked number six because he's very volatile. He has long stretches of being elite. And then, like we saw last year, pretty much as soon as March happened, he stopped being good.
1: Man, I rode him almost all year long last year. He was he was my workhorse last year.
0: Fucking right. He <laughs> played 65 games last year, won 40 of them. Lost 19 and took five to overtime. His save percentage was .923. Goals allowed was 2.25 with five shutouts. I mean, those stats speak for themselves. He's all in all an elite goalie, and that's why I have him at number six. I have him ranked a little lower than you, and I think it's because, number one, you had him last year. You rode that 17 or 16-game win streak and fucking enjoyed every minute of it. I can, I can say that. Um, I didn't, and I think... Because of those reasons, and because of his late, uh, his late year regression, he was a risk.
1: And that's when I dropped him.
0: So Devin Dubnik, there it is. Period at the end. My number six. Your number four. Moving on to your number.
1: My number six. You might have a problem with this, and I really don't care what you think, though, TJ. <laughs> Right? I don't have to fucking impress you.
0: Many people don't care what I think.
1: Yeah, that's why they get along. This is one of my savvy veterans that I have on here. 35-year-old Henrik Lundqvist. I think he's still got it. Um,
0: He shows it.
1: He's got a better team in front of him this year. He does. He's got some young kids who are going to have another year under their belt and are really going to come along. Last year he played 57 games. 31 of them were wins. So, I mean, he's right at that two thirds pace kind of thing, which is what we're pretty much looking for through all of these people. He was a little under his career save percentage, which is 9.20. Last year, he was 9.10. And he was a little over his goal against average. Uh, last year, he was at 2.74, up from 2.32.
0: He has had a rough year last year.
1: He did have a rough year last year, that is true. But like I said, I mean, he's got more around him this year. He also doesn't have Anti Ranta looking over his shoulder.
0: He's got with, Andre Pavlik.
1: With people... I mean, Anti had had a couple of good games last year, and people are saying...
0: To the point where they were like, is he going to take the starting role?
1: Yeah. And this was after he... I mean, he was playing for like, Five games
0: or something it's like that. a little that. side note, honorable mention. Antti I like Ranta. Ant
1: Don't get me wrong. I like Antti Ronta a lot. I think he's a good goalie. But, I mean, I think talking about him taking Henrik Lundqvist's job after the couple of games that he played last year was a little premature. I really do feel that way. I am by no means a Rangers fan. I'm not really even a Henrik Lundqvist fan. But I know enough about hockey that I got respect for the guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: he, he put his time in, that's for sure.
1: He did put his time in. He So last year he only had two shutouts. Um, this was a far cry from his career high, which is 11. But he can do it. So I'm going to stick with him at number six.
0: I don't know what it is about him, but just March is not his time of the year.
1: Okay, moving on. Number five, who do you got? Sergei Dabrowski. Wow, that you slighted fucking Bobrovsky. You have a number five? Yes. It's kind of fucked up, man.
0: It's not fucked up.
1: It was last year's Fasnick Trophy winner. And you year's. got him at number
0: five. Last year's.
1: Whew! All right.
0: So my top five and your top five...
1: Are pretty different, obviously.
0: Yeah, a bit different. You have Dubnik, and I have uh, Talbot. Oh, you got Talbot.
1: I got Talbot number five.
0: So you don't have Matt Murray in your top five, and I do. But it's because he is going to be stepping into that sort of role. Fair enough. And I have Bobs at my number five. Poor Bobs. Poor Bobs. Bobrovsky um, had that solid-as-fuck run last year where I think it was like a 16 or a 17-game win streak. He was great last year. He was great last year. But as we've said before, goalies are so intangible. Fickle. Intangible and fickle, so you can never really predict. For all we know, Anti-Ronto is going to win the fucking Vezina next year, man. This is like... I mean, you got your... Ooh,
1: can we make a bet on that? Yeah,
0: well, no. But you got your... Every year, like, Holtby always makes it, and Price always makes it, and they always get votes, but there's always that one extra guy that kind of... You never know. <clears throat> uh, Bobrovsky played 63 games last year, took home 41 of them. He lost 17, had 5 go to overtime. Save percentage was 931 which is wicked. And then 2.06 goals allowed. So he's letting in two goals a game. That's something you can count on. Has seven shutouts. That's awesome. But I just... I have reasons for everybody that beat him. Matt Murray, we already talked about. He's my number four. He's going to be starting more games. I think the team in front of Matt Murray is better. Matt Murray is just a more consistent goalie. I have, I have them laid out this way for a reason. I think Bobrovsky and then Murray... And then your number five, Cam Talbot, is my number three.
1: I like Cam Talbot. I mean, I I had Bobrovsky at number three because I like him. I think he's good. Uh, I wish the Flyers never got rid of him. It was a huge fucking mistake. Then he moved on to Steve Mason, and finally he's out of town. and stuck with goddamn Brian Elliott.
0: Yeah, it, it does not look great But less
1: But less being said. So, Cam Talbot... Really good player, man. He was a workhorse last year. I got that written down on here. He and will up be workhorse.
0: next year, which is why he's my number three.
1: He is going to be a workhorse next You're gonna year. You're
0: going to get the starts out of him. And played
1: 73 games last year.
0: 70-fucking-three. That's more than what? Crystal Tank. That's more than Evgeny Malkin. That's more than, like, P.K. Subban. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And that is the reason I have him ranked so high. Now, he only won 42 of those games...
1: But Edmonton's going to be better next year. Mm -hmm. They are. Edmonton's going to be even better than they were last year. They're going to score more points than they did last year. They got a better defense than they did last year. They are a better team. Cam Talbot, he's going to be out there. He's someone that I'm looking at picking
0: up. For the stars. Yeah. For the wins. Because you can only win if you're playing, so... And they don't necessarily on top, have a backup goalie.
1: On top of the fact that his career averages and his averages last year are pretty much all spot on. I mean, he was .001 over on save percentages last year, and he was .007 over on his goal against averages last year. So he so he was team. at so he was at nine one nine for saves, two three nine for goals. The way I see it is goalies hit their prime around 28, 29, 30 years old. He is right smack dab in the middle of that shit.
0: Yeah, I have Edmonton going to the Stanley Cup next year.
1: I think Edmonton's going to be great next year. Not that I like them. TJ likes them. But, I mean, I can at least... I I know what talent looks like. And they got it.
0: It's blue and orange. And we're not talking about the Islanders.
1: (laughs) The Islanders? Okay, so as far as that goes... I'm looking to personally draft Cam Talbot.
0: Yeah, I'd like him as my first goalie. So we already covered Bobrovsky, we already covered Murray, we already covered Talbot. I think there's more. Who do you have? You have... I got Dubnik. You got Dubnik at number four, Bobrovsky at number three, and number one, and number two we have backwards. It's just number one and number two, and ours are flip-flopped. I have Braden Holtby at number one, and you have Carey Price at number one.
1: Which, honestly, I mean, in anybody's list...
0: That should be your number one, number two.
1: Exactly. I agree.
0: It's just a matter of opinion, and both the Capitals and Montreal, both of their teams got worse this year. Fact. Montreal's defense got substantially worse than Washington's defense, but still, they both got worse. But Braden Holtby is always going to be Braden Holtby.
1: Holtby still has the better supporting cast in Favreman. Yes, I'll give you that Because that's why you have him at number one I'll give that to you
0: and based on wins and wins alone why don't you take your number one and I'll take my number one
1: fair enough so at number one I got Carey Price I mean he's been the best goalie in the league for how many years I, I can't help but put him there I'd like him to get more wins next year I, I, I really hope that they kind of pulled this thing together we'll see what the coach does up there I mean...
0: Claude Julien came in late. He Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'll, so with.
1: I'll say this. I know Michelle Therrien and Carey Price did not get along. No, They did not get along. I don't know if that has anything to do with how Carey Price was playing in the beginning of the year, but he did not like Michelle Therrien. Supposedly, he has a lot better rapport with Claude Julien, so we'll see how this year goes. Last year, he played 62 games. Only 137. Those aren't Carey Price-like numbers. They just aren't. I mean, it it just didn't... Honestly, it didn't seem right. Years prior, he was right at that that two-thirds mark where he was winning two-thirds of his games. Last year, he just wasn't. I mean, I can't... I can't bet against Carey Price. It's not going to happen. He's, in my mind, the best goalie. His save percentage... And his goals against Average weren't bad as far as his career. Honestly, it's the team around him. Just like we were talking about. So his save percentage, nine two three last year, nine two oh for his career, goal against average, two two three, which is under his career of two four. So he's playing better than so it's not that he's playing bad. Better than average. That's the whole thing. He's not playing any worse than he ever has. But the team around him just isn't doing it. Yeah. I mean, the defense up there isn't doing it. Shea Weber can't do it all himself. Oh. He can't get all the all the goals and get, and block all the shots. So, I mean, they really need to build that team up around him. And, I mean, we'll go from there. But, I mean, this is a guy that's a former first-round pick. I think he's been wi- widely regarded as the best goalie uh, for, for years. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he's only 30 years old. Now, I know holby's a little younger. He's 27. I mean, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right on this number one ranking, and I'm wrong. Uh, but only time will tell.
0: The reason I have Braden Holpe at number one is because for the past two years, the Capitals have been the President's Trophy winner. And If you're winning the most games, you have the most points, the goalie is going to 100% benefit from that. He won 42 out of 63 games last year. He only lost 13 games, had nine shutouts, six went to overtime. But this is a guy who, in his past, has played 73 games. So he has before... I mean, Philip Grubauer is probably the best backup in the league. And they got no problem playing Grubauer for 20 games. I get it. But still... He's winning over two-thirds of his games. Brayden Holtby is going to bring in those wins for you. He's going to bring in the, the saves. His save percentage is .925, and his goals allowed is right around 2, 2.07. And again, with nine shutouts, he's among the top of the league. Brayden Holtby should be one of the first two goalies that go off the board. And like we've been Agreed. saying, it's a flip-flop between you want to take Price or you want to take Holtby but one of those two goalies is going to be the unanimous number one goalie. He's playing better than his career. I mean, his goals allowed in his career is 2.31. He only allowed 2.07 last year, and he's playing .003 better saves. So this is the Braden Holtby we learn to expect and can rely on.
1: On top of the fact that down in Washington, Holtby is playing against the harder competition. Whose group are we playing against? Let's see. Yeah, the Coyotes, Detroit, yeah. they're putting him out there against Colorado, yeah. all of the all of the lesser teams, and they want their number one guy out there playing those division games. They want their number one guy playing those West Coast teams that they need to win those games, yeah. because pretty much they're dress rehearsals for the for the playoffs.
0: You know which, what I mean? Which hasn't worked out in the past, but.
1: It hasn't worked out in the past, but still, I mean, they have Holtby playing the hard games. Yeah. They have Rubauer playing the lesser games. Yeah. And that's how it's going to happen this year, too. So, I mean, that wraps up the goalies and the defensemen. I really hope that you guys out there tell us your thoughts. Tell us if you would do anything different. You can tell me that I'm full of shit for having Henry Lundquist on there. Hey, I'll listen. We'd love to hear some comments. We want to know what you guys think. Hell, you can even put your top tens out there. Let us know.
0: So, guys, there it is. That's um, top ten defensemen, top ten goalies. I mean, it's hard to argue with. I mean, these are the best goalies, and these are the best defensemen, so it's not really going to surprise you too much, but it's still useful to know. I mean, the first, first guys you're going to target in your drafts. Um, next week, we're going to try and have a bunch of guys over here, and we're going to try and do a mock draft. We're going to have, at the very least, eight teams doing a mock draft. We might throw a couple, you know, just auto picks in there, so it kind of bulks it up and maybe... Move thing along. Yeah, it's just a, it's a 10-team league, and you might want to see what a mock draft looks like, and we're going to explain our reasonings. Um, we didn't get to it this week, but we want to know next week, um, as a mock draft is happening, what we consider as a steal, um, what we consider as drafting too high drafting too soon this that and whatever we're going to do a full mock draft um it's going to be an exciting episode desi's going to be here he's going to be you know we're going to try and fit seven or eight guys in this small room and we're all going to be drinking and talking shit and passing around the little baby thanks for listening if you guys want to reach us we are on twitter at fhf hockey we're on instagram at fhf hockey our facebook is still really not used too much um Feel free to email us at fiveholefantasyhockey at gmail.com. You know, we just we love to get those reviews. We love to get feedback from you guys. We really appreciate it. If you guys could rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff, tell your friends. We love to hear from you. Whether you agree, you disagree, it's still fun to have a community, to have these discussions. This is us at Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. We, uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. I'll be on Reddit just promoting this episode. That's it from us, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye.